Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Migs Cast. My name is Steve Miggs, and I am here with the Reverend Fuego. Hello. And look who's here in the brand new studio. Look the same. Glenn Cannon. Hey! Made it! Made it and still had drama in order to make it. Well, it, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't overly dramatic. I got up this morning and did a, a full-on, you know, Dr. Emmett Brown model of the city study of which streets went where. Right. <laughs> That's when I realized, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to call Michael J. Fox. He came over with a little wind-up car to help me make sure this is all gonna work, but yeah, because last week you were supposed to be here, and if anyone listened to last week's episode, which if you haven't, do yourself a favor, pause this, and just listen to the first five minutes. Because mm-hmm. in the first five minutes, you'll get to understand the mental state that Glenn Cannon was in trying to get to our building, which is very difficult because 5th and 6th both go the same I think it's fifth and sixth. It's it's yeah. Um, there's so many one ways here, but what happens is Sixth Avenue is like a divining rod. Like if you want to find water in the desert, you take Sixth right where this building is. Yep. It splits north and south. Right, it'll go either right so or left. So you have to come up. It's Marion. Yep. You texted me that too, but it, it, you have to come up Marion in order to go right. Um, otherwise, you're screwed. Otherwise, there is no way to access this building. And I swear to God, I think last week there was some construction or some cops. Yeah, there's been a lot of construction around so lately. I couldn't mm-hmm. get to 6th via Marion, and that's when I circled <laughs> endlessly in ambulance room. I lost my mind. I was screaming at homeless people to get the hell away from my car. I don't Girl need money. Girl Scouts, too. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of them. I just kicked them in the, uh, hey, the cookies. <laughs> no, but you're right. It, it, the, the only way to get to our building is through one street of Seattle. Yeah. Because then, then the next street up is the freeway. It's yes. such and, and, a weird and zigzag. If, if you're is. below, if you're south of the building, you cannot head up. You can't head north on 6th. And if you're above, you can't head south on 6th. That is right where 6th Avenue splits, north and south. And so, yeah, Marion is the secret. Marion, yep. Marion, I just kept thinking Marion Ravenwood all the way in. I'm like, Ravenwood, Ravenwood, chill out, drink anybody. You know? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so this morning I had a, a special delivery uh, a box uh of these, so you know, all the men's room guys are Maryland guys. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So while I was back there, right before I left, we were talking about all kinds of grub that I was obligated to eat on their behalf. Okay. One of the items was there's a, a small potato chip company back there called Uts U T Z. Okay. And they make an Old Bay and you know Blue Crab. Wow. Potato chip, and what? I don't know if that sounds weird, but they're delicious. Yeah, that sounds weird. Well, the Old Bay part sounds awesome. Oh, dude, Miles and Thrill, like you got to get in on some of them chips. Now, what is Old Bay? It's like a seasoning. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's like Johnny's or something? Yeah. Okay, okay, sweet. It's, yeah. You can find Old Bay out here. Um, you got to kind of look for it, but it's this remarkable, oh, it's almost like a seasoned salt, but it's red, and it has its own thing, but it's best when coupled with like, you know, steamed bushels of blue crab, right? Yeah. It's just, I mean, anymore, I put it on eggs. Tawny started putting it on pulled pork tacos. You can throw it on popcorn. Dude, this stuff is great. 
spot. It's, it's very much like Johnny's. Okay. It's, it doesn't taste the same, but it has that same kind of appeal. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I yeah, get it. I'll, well, you can raid um, basically what I did when I was back east. Anytime we were out and about, I'd be like, hey, man, we got to swing in this grocery store, and I'd buy like two more bags of these Uts. Uh-huh. And I had my brother-in-law <laughs> straight up ship me. I don't know, like 15, 16 bags of these chips for the men's room, guys, Jeez. man. I showed it to Miles, and he just gave me the biggest hug, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. But anyway, <laughs> the that, FBI showed up. They're like, nobody ships that many bags of Uts unless there's yeah. drugs in them. Well, what are you up to? <laughs> um, but no, because the, the the box of chips was in the van, the, the windowpane van, this morning I was like, well, I'll just take the van in town, and that way I don't have to shuffle that stuff into my trunk. And, you know, it just made sense. I just walked yep. out and went, I've got the keys in my hand. I'll just get in the van and drive. Well, so I got to this building, problem free, and I pull up, and that little clearance—you know, the yellow beam—where you it shall says, not pass. Yeah. Oh no, I, I wasn't even feeling that, dude. I was like, huh. So I edged up to it, and that little bar was rubbing the roof. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. Yeah, I never look at the top of my uh, van. Who cares? Oh, there's some rust up there anyway. I just want to scrape yeah, it off. Yeah, but you know, I was like, I don't care. I'm good with this. It's not going to dent the roof. It might just scrape off some of the rust. I'm rolling. <laughs> So and I went and these two attendees came out straight flailing their arms like no 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 so I was you I must I, stop I played dumb I rolled in the window I was like so you don't think I'm gonna fit <laughs> <laughs> they're like no you need to back up and leave so right there at the entrance of the garage I had to do like a seventeen hundred point turn. <laughs> And then pull back out. And I found street parking like right away. Wow, congratulations. Oh, yeah, I, I did great. I got the really parking lucky, gods man. were on your side. Yeah, you know, I had a, actually the little robo parker thing where it, it takes your debit card and molests your bank account. Mm-hmm. It, it was giving me a really hard time. And the guy Always behind does. me, you know, we were laughing about it. And that cat, he had a hard time. It wouldn't read his card. And so I made a new friend and had some laughs. But sometimes I get so <laughs> pissed at people when they're like, you could tell they're not doing it right, the robot box. Yeah. And like, I mean, it sounds like you guys did it right, but it was just... Some... Oh, I have to use those things all the time for work, so yeah, I'm so... way familiar with them. But sometimes you'll have someone just staring at it, like, I don't get it, and I just feel like, is it? would it be rude of Can me I just to walk just over? Do it for you? <laughs> I'm going to take your car. Don't worry, I'm not stealing it, but I'm going to do this for you. Because yeah. you're too stupid to figure it out. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm in a rush. I want to go to a concert, and I'm like waiting behind a moron. Yep. And I'm like, oh, come on. Well, you almost want to do the, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm from here. Let me let me hook right. you up. This you is not difficult. I mean? But the problem is we have such a, a vast and colorful collection of street lice and yep. homeless in the city that at any time anyone walks up to me now, I'm assuming like, dude, I don't need your help, and I'm not going to tip you for helping me. Stay the F away Just from me. Stay <laughs> away from me. I don't have any money. You know, I, I was texting Steve too. I had the hood up on my car, so basically the, the deal there is it's an it's an older car. Yeah, transmission's a fresh rebuild. It does great, but when that car gets hot, what happens is the transmission fluid thins, right? Which changes the viscosity and what'll happen eventually if the car gets too hot. And you can you know you can control that, but just by popping it in neutral when you're in really heavy traffic on a hot day, the car does beautifully. Right. But in this instance, I was so caught up with trying to find out how to get here. Um, I wasn't really minding it. And so when the fluid thinned as a result of the excess temperature, it would slip. So it would go, ah, and then grab. Oh, so you know as soon as it does that, I'm like, I'm shutting this car off yeah, now. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. Cause it's, it's basically just not clutching correctly. And it, it's, it's not, you know, it's not that big of a problem, but anyway, that, that was what was going on last week. So I just parked about 10 blocks up on the hill and popped the hood to let the whole car cool off. Man, the homeless are creative. These cats were coming up with jugs of water. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, doing fine. You need some water, huh? And I'm like, actually, no, I'm just letting my transmission, the, the whole engine needs to oh. cool. My transmission is slipping. You don't need any water? 
no, I don't need water. And then they like hold up the jug. Like, see, I've got I a got jug water, of water. Yo. I'm mm-hmm. like, I understand that you have a jug of water. You can have it for $5. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's Dude, brilliant. I mean, I was getting worked. I was getting worked so, like, I was just in the on the wrong block. I got hustled so bad the whole time I was there. You're just like, leave me alone. And I was, I was well, only, yeah, we heard you tell them to leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that made it onto uh, the podcast. I was even less kind to the ambulance that pushed me out into oncoming traffic. We heard that one. We just didn't record that one. Yeah, oh, man. that one was brilliant. I was, was losing it, man. I, was, I think I was I was yelling the f bomb at the top of my lungs, just yep. endlessly, just f f f. Yeah, <laughs> dude. There are times where it's like you just know you have nowhere to go and you're stuck, and it's. Just, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at the rev like he's like, no, I've, I've never raised. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm perfect. Yeah, you're anger like management the, is my mantra. There, I was middle name is rage. Trying to recreate <laughs> that trip to the tulips. I think was what I was shooting for. Man. Have you? Flowers. F, F. That's yeah, dude, that was that was nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm glad, I missed last I'm week. Glad you're here. You know, was, yeah, was, you missed Tim bits, my man. First show, I know, man. I listened to the episode and I didn't get to meet them, <laughs> and they had all this great grub. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. What a, it would have been my chips. first show back. I really I missed out. Man. Yeah, you missed that. You missed the Jar of Flies tribute band as well. Well, that before. was that day. I was you literally were, were I was on yep. a plane. I was in an Iron Maiden, thirty thousand feet in the sky. Were you in with Bruce Dickinson <laughs> flying? No, it? no. I wish it had been that cool. It that was just, been awesome. It was so uncomfortable. Like both Tony, Tony, Chris, and I were all in an aisle. And oh, geez. to try and spare our backsides from the pain of sitting on these cinder block seats that were recycled from 1957. Right. Um, we would literally like turn so there'd be one cheek off the seat, one cheek on the seat and like kind of be sideways. Like it was just <laughs> that like, uncomfortable. Oh, it was really miserable. Man. Wow. We, we flew Spirit Air, which is like oh, a mega budget oh, airline going yeah. out, man. They were basically like they were like lawn chairs. They're like these plastic chairs with little pads <laughs> taped to them. But because the seats were such low, there was not much to them. There was lo- they were rather roomy. So you couldn't recline them. It was basically a plastic L with some pads on it. But I've heard stories comfy. about Spirit and I always wondered like how how uncomfortable is it that people complain? Now I'm starting to understand well, no, it. That flight wasn't all bad. Okay. We, we just all got hammered drunk and well, then took sleeping pills. And then I blindfolded <laughs> myself, which was hilarious because I'm blindfolded and drunk and still carrying on a conversation with Chris. <laughs> He's like, man, I love you so much. I'm like, I understand. You know, well, of course but, uh, it was rather comfortable. I was I, I crashed on Ted's RV over the weekend, and he's like, "How was the sleep?" I slept on like the the, the kitchen table that turns into a bed. Oh, it's yeah. like half my size, the spirit table. And I looked at him and I go, <laughs> "I've never slept better, Ted." And then I realized uh, the reason why was because I was so wasted, yeah. that I blacked out. I don't even, like they're like, "Well, what time did you fall asleep?" I'm like, "I really don't know." I remember waking up blank thirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, I understand why so it was comfortable. The flight out wasn't bad. The flight back, we tried to do the same trick but they didn't have those little lawn chairs with the pads they were like i think they were literally purchased from like previously owned airline goods i wouldn't be surprised they were old old school seats that were just huge and bulky but the padding was you know about as soft as your average city street Mm. and so and and you know had the weird thing that you can fold around your head yeah well mine was broken so it would slip down so it just kept accosting my neck and do you have any of those like neck Pillows that you usually get the ones no, that kind of look like a horseshoe little, or I anything. I wish I had like the little clip-on neck pillow. No. Yeah, and I took like three ten milligram melatonin and was drinking, mm. and I was in so much pain I couldn't lose consciousness. So it was like five hours of interrogation, and that was doctor prescribed, of course, right? Yeah, yeah of that, course. Most doctors say, "Hey, yeah. yeah, take a lot of melatonin and then get drunk." I put a video up of the whaler on the flight out because we all got on hammered, and there was this mother who. 
I guess, was inserting a drill bit under the fingernails of yeah. her child. I've got some audio of that if you guys oh would like. <laughs> you know, maybe we should. I shot a short video. I even put titles on it and everything. <laughs> um, I called it The Whaler. Uh, and I think it said something like... Um, which is funny while you're looking at it. You know, the, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. Where am I? I saw the Whalers over the weekend. Bob Marley's band. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I went to Summer Meltdown with mm-hmm. B. Ted Smith and one of the band, and they were playing in the, the beer garden, not even on the main stage. Wow. They were just playing in the beer garden. And I'm like, and it was great because, you know, obviously at Summer Meltdown, some people decide not to stay sober, which is crazy. But, you know, some people at it happens. Like it to happens. Do that. There were a couple guys watching. And so, and they're like, bro, who is this? And one of my buddies goes, oh, it's the Whalers. Who are the Whalers? You know, Bob Marley and the Whalers, it's his band. Oh, so like it's a tribute band? No, it's the guys. And they're like, no, it's everybody but Bob Marley. Like, this is the band that he played with. It's like going to see the news. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and who doesn't? I wonder how the news would uh, do it out here, Lewis. I saw, I saw, uh, uh, I think they'd be great. Grateful Dead without Jerry, obviously, because he yeah. passed away. They were just grateful. It was, it, I think they would call themselves the other ones at that point something like that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and it was it, I, it was when I was it, it was Philadelphia Born in, and uh, <laughs> sorry, in like 4th of July when I was like I don't know like 13 or something like that it was ridiculous dude the, the that, that person's mind was legit blown when they realized like they went that from was the, those were the guys like, yeah. they went from just like moderately watching it to running right to the front and dancing oh that's cool which wow. is kind of funny because but the whole time I'm thinking this too I'm like how is it that I'm watching Bob Marley and the Whalers? I mean, um, the Whalers. You're watching the Whalers. Yeah. My Bob Marley was there, too, in the state of mind that I was in. Yeah. I saw Bob Marley. <laughs> he was standing behind he was, you. He was watching it with me. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it was me. That was the guy I talked to. It was Bob Marley. Dude, He's your like, band's up there. I've been looking for these guys. How are they playing with me without me? I'm dead. They shouldn't be still playing. Yeah, can we hear the, uh, the the baby on the airplane before we get to our oh. we're gonna chat with the, um, uh, Provo from uh, the band Everybody Panic? Oh, there's a party. Sounds like a happy baby. My God. Wow. It goes on. Are you sure there wasn't a a dinosaur on your plane? No, it it goes, yeah. Little little T Rex, those little arms can't make a bed. Um,. The kid was basically diagonal to me the next row up. And mm. our whole plan, the whole band was like, we'll go to the airport bar. We will get S-faced. Yep. We'll all take sleeping pills. We'll get on the plane. We'll continue to drink. Yep. You know, Until I got, we pass out. I got this weird sphere. It was like a liquor sphere. It was like sugar-free lemonade and windshield washer solvent. It was so terrible. I think it was called a buzz ball. All right. A little yellow thing. I took a photo. It was just awful. It was like drinking antifreeze. But we were all just tying one on. And as soon as that plane got airborne... That kid, he basically screamed himself hoarse. Like that, that went on for like 30 to 40 minutes, wow. just, just wailing like that until finally it was just. Oh my 
like because he had screamed himself hoarse. And like I said, what I were mean, the parents doing? They're probably sleeping. The mom was like bouncing it and trying all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking I got a plastic bag and a shovel. I can sort this out in oh, ten can't seconds. Can't do anything flat with on. it on the plane. No, nah, we'll put it out the airlock, dude. I <laughs> just take care of that little fellow, man. Citizen, hey, I hate to see someone don't treat suffer. that kid like someone asking you for money. You know, let's put him down. <laughs> let's just put him down, man. Man, that has to suck. I wonder what's going on in that kid's head other than this. Uh, well, probably that's like it. For the mom, the pressure. get him a juice box or, or, or give him a little bit of a, a, a Benadryl. Or, or give you guys a juice box just, of the alcoholic kind. Yeah, man. Well, we were already <laughs> trying to do that. But it's one of those things where I see so many parenting fails on airlines. I, yeah. see, I see a lot of parents with kids. Excuse me. It's my coffee coming back up for vengeance. Mm, um, sexy. And and they you know they've got games and activities and candies and snacks and oh Junior's having a hard time with his inner ear okay so here's a Benadryl and a juice box and these are good parents mm-hmm. hey way to go like when the flight's over it's like everyone else on the plane should be like hey thanks that was so rad of you mm-hmm. then I see parenting fails where these are the people that have had kids so long. That they are just immune to the they screams and wails. Yeah. And you're at a nice restaurant and the idiot kids running circles on the table and the parents are just chatting like nothing's going on. You know those type of parents? They've already given up on life. They've given yeah. So it, and maybe I, if we instituted like a tipping scale, like you know, if your if you're good if your kids are quiet, everyone tips the parent as oh, they get off the plane. Flight should be free. At that point, if I'd be of all the parents, they're like, you got to kick in ten bucks because that kid was quiet. I'd be like, I'm down. Yeah, let's fly that parent for free. However, if the kid's loud, we stuff them down in the cold with the luggage and stuff, oh, and then my, like... you know my guitars can come up where it's warm. <laughs> or the parents have to pay for everyone's flight. I'm into that. Or we could this all just like put an bars awful of reality soap. game show that will get canceled. <laughs> this is like a season. really bad version of credit card roulette. Yeah, let's yeah. learn some manners tonight. On learn some manners, we put a bar of soap in a sock and sort out Jimmy and Sarah. Flap, 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 flap. On the latest installment of the movie Saw, you want to play a game? I'm going to put you on a plane with a bunch of children that are screaming. You figure uh, it out. On our flight back from Atlanta, we had uh, I think somewhere around four or five kids. And I was having a panic because I thought they were going to be set off because they started like Mm -hmm. at the beginning. They started crying, but they eventually just shut up. And it was amazing. See, I, I thank the parents for that. The parents yeah. probably gave him Benadryl or, okay, here's a snack, here's a cookie. I know or this is a something, bummer. you know, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily blame the kids. You know, yeah, it's, you really it's unpleasant can't. for me to fly coach, man, and I'm an adult to a degree. But <laughs> It's nice of you not to blame the kid. You know, you can't. I no, don't blame all, the kid the parents, at all. Of it's course. on the parent. That like, two-year-old should know better. Yeah, hey, buddy, you've got an issue here that you're neglecting to solve. Uh, I'll solve it for you. All right, before we get into anything else. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. I get it. Rev mentioned Panic, so why not talk to a band called Everybody Panic? So we're going to call uh, one of the bands that are playing at Hempfest, because yeah. Hempfest is a huge deal that's happening this weekend. And uh, one of the bands that's playing that I've, I've grown to really love, and they're, I, I always thought they were from here because they're on a, a local label uh, or a locally based label in Caviar Gold. Uh, but they're, I think, from Oklahoma. That's why originally I thought they were coming in, but there was a miscommunication. It's like, well, yeah, of course they're not going to come in. <laughs> why would they fly in for Hempfest on a Tuesday and not just wait until Friday when they're performing? Because weed's legal here? <laughs> Solid point for Hempfest. <laughs> so uh, the band's called Everybody Panic. We're going to talk to the guitarist who's Provo. So why don't we give him a ring, Ray? Nice. All right, let's see how this works. Is this uh, Provo? Yeah, what's up, dude? Not much. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How about you? Excellent. You're here with uh, the Rev also and Glenn. Uh, Glenn is uh, actually a person who has played at Hempfest before at Window Pane, right? Yeah, yeah. We had a great time. I think that was two years ago. Um, great. You're in for Have you ever done Hempfest before, bro? Yeah, this is actually our third year. We played, uh, I want to say, three years ago and then last year and then 
Were you guys yeah, on the, the main stage or some of the uh, the more of the festival <clears throat> stages? No, the first year we played was, uh, and I can't remember the name of the stage. Maybe the McWilliams stage. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it, actually, the McWilliams stage. And then uh, last year we were on the Cavi Gold stage. Nice. Yeah, man. and yeah. So this year we get to play the the main stage. We're pretty pumped about that. Yeah, dude. The main, uh, the well, honestly, the production overall for Hempfest over the years has come a long, long way. Everything's really top shelf now. And yeah, dude, that main stage is gonna be killer. You're gonna have a great audience. Um, I'm oh, gonna yeah, I'm gonna do a time. dance. Make sure the sun is shining for you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. dude, dude. When it's a gorgeous day, main stage Hempfest, it is a gorgeous day. You know what I mean, brother? I'm I'm, I'm hope that that'll be what happens for you guys. I, I'm sure of it, brother. You're gonna have a, a really oh, good yeah, time. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it, man. We haven't, haven't been back to Seattle in a few months, so it'll be nice to get back up there and. and Enjoy it again. This might be a dumb question, but obviously Hempfest is a little bit different than probably your your, your typical festivals that you play at. Uh, do, does that get into your head like, hey, I know there's going to be a bunch of stoners watching us. Maybe we're going to play more of our like trippy, weirder stuff. Or does that even factor into it? Or are you just like, you know what, we're going to do what we do. And, and, and based on past experiences, it's going to be great. You know, as far as the music goes, we, we, we keep it pretty much the same. You know, I mean, it doesn't change much, but... I like to add little funny intros and interludes <laughs> and extra little stuff just for the stoners for Hempfest for sure. Like we did last year, and I'm doing it again this year. So what, what, what did you, you know, do we, last year? Like, what, for instance, what would you do to kind of get well, up? Last year we came out to to up and smoke. Awesome! And had like the, the crowd sing along part. Had the whole chance, the whole crowd singing with us. Nice, well done. Adding little, just like little stoner clips in between songs and stuff from different movies and too so man <laughs> you guys have have you wandered around the festival itself uh you know kind of pre pre-show and oh yeah well last year we i got lost out there multiple times well, d- just share with because i have seen some of the most bizarre and disturbing things at Hempfest. do you have any neat stories about just i saw a girl or i saw a guy or i witnessed a childbirth or you know do you have anything <laughs> or, or a conception man I, after after that build-up i don't know that i have anything that great <laughs> well i only brought that up because one year i was wandering through there and there was like a woman basically wearing a white skirt and she was topless and she was you know 11 months pregnant and there was like four or five people literally just standing around or touching her belly going oh it's beautiful and i just wanted to be so far away from there like i just wanted to not be there ever and i can't unsee yeah. that so i just wondered if you would come across it i don't want to see it i don't want to touch it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you i mean have you seen anything hilarious or, or crazy at Hempfest that you'd want to share no i feel like there hasn't been anything too crazy man just a bunch of stoners running around like, uh, you got lucky, I, remember the, I remember the first year i was there it was just like everywhere you went everybody was offering you something like hey you want to try this edible hey you want to try this hey how, how about this how about this and so we were out there with caviar gold and they they had just like filled our pockets up with cones at that point i was like yeah just look with everybody so i'm out there like bartering with every person that hits me up like hey i got this like cool want to trade oh my god i'm leaving with pretty much one of everything i'm pretty sure nice man how hungry are you by the end of that day (laughs) oh no see that's the thing man like out there they got food and everything i was bartering weed for food it was perfect this is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's crazy how huge Hempfest has grown over. It's always been a big event, but it just seems like it gets, you know, obviously it's a a celebration of uh, pop culture, but it's it's truly become a fantastic music festival as well. Yeah, I, for sure. I noticed that you guys recorded your last record uh which was Attack came out in 2015. Uh you recorded at Robert Lang Studios? Yes. 
And I saw in the blurb, and I've been fortunate enough to go there and record before. And now we're actually, Glenn and I are going to go and record in a couple of weeks at that studio as well. But it mentioned in a blurb about your recording process that uh, it said the haunted Robert Lang Studios. Can you tell, yeah, can you yeah. elaborate on that? Did you experience anything haunted or what were the <laughs> stories that you heard that made it come off as being haunted? We personally didn't necessarily like directly experience any haunted stuff. Okay. So the story goes that there's a guy named Dubby. I believe was his name. And he was one of uh, Robert's friends that had helped build the place or whatever. And he passed away years ago. And so supposedly the ghost of Dubby haunts the place. So when we recorded, Ooh. we did two separate sessions there. We came out and we basically lived in Robert Lang studios for, I think it was eight days the first time. Uh-huh. And that's when we did all the music. And so like we were living in the building. So that's, that was part of our, our deal. We would record for 12 hours and then, for the next four hours before we passed out, we were like, all right, let's see if we can find Dubby. <laughs> we're like, well, you got to be like, careful, though. If you help build the place, like, what if you possess a band member? The next thing you know, your rate has doubled. It's like, hey, wait, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. Yeah, what the hell, man? We were, we, were, we were on the hunt anyway. So, I mean, we would be in there, all the lights off in the studio. We're creeping around like, Dubby, looking for him, trying to get him to make any kind of sounds. Like, So we didn't have any, like, direct craziness, but... They they attribute some of the weird stuff that happens with some of the gear to to Debbie as well, and we definitely had some gear issues every once in a while. But overall, everything went really good. And then we went back again. It was just uh, myself and Ty, and we got locked into the upstairs room for I think it was another week. And got to do vocals and everything. So nice. It was a really fun experience, but we didn't get much of the the haunting. No we Debbie experience. For it, though. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Ty, who's your singer, and I saw that he has a black belt in jujitsu. Does that help him when yeah. he wants to get his way with the band? Like, if he wants something to be a certain way? Thinking, like, that's why the ghost didn't come around. Yeah, you know what I mean? Too. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just like, okay, bro, don't choke me. Whatever you say, go. <laughs> right. Well, all right, we'll do the chorus two times because Ty said so. <laughs> yeah, we'll change the chorus to whatever you want. It's fine. <laughs> so what's up, my no. He is, he's super calm, man. He's like, I've never even seen him get violent or anything. You know what I mean? That's part of that training, you know? They, That's true. You train for that type of stuff. You, yeah. you learn to, to respect it and not just use it for nothing. So, Are you guys driving down? Or are you going to fly down? Or Well, we're all over right now. Like, me and the drummer live in Anaheim, and Ty is from lives in Oklahoma City. So he's flying here today. I get to go pick him up at LAX in a few hours. So you guys will fly as a we'll band? And drive up. From Seattle down to Vegas to track then after the show. No, we're driving back. Oh, we, we drove. trip. I mean, we, Dude, I've done yeah, that haul. That's yeah. why I was asking him, like, I've done that haul, and I've done it in, a, in you know, whatever it takes a day. Um, but, uh, yeah. Hang in there, bro. Yeah, this next week, <laughs> yeah, this next week we got a lot of driving. We're driving all the way from Anaheim to Seattle and then Seattle to Vegas. So, no, hang in there, week. brother. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things I always ask, especially if you've been on on the road for several months, uh, what's one memory from the the, the the tour that like you love sharing with your friends when you get back? Whether it be something crazy that happened, funny, like something that has nothing to do with performing, just from the experiences of being on the road. There's so many of them. We you know played a pretty cool festival last year where we showed up and it was literally free food and free beer for three days. So it was like in the at some lake in Illinois somewhere called the revival festival they have it every year and it's really just a huge party so we're out there in the dark it's raining mud everywhere just wandering around looking for food and beer the whole time <laughs> <laughs> found it 
Yeah, she's called uh, wasted. Couldn't find our our bus. Was, yeah, it was, it was a crazy time. The Get Fat and Drunk Festival. Yeah. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, fest. man. I mean, what else do you need? You know, nothing. It sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, well, um, my man, we're looking forward to Hempfest, and uh, we're going to play um, uh, No One Gets Out Alive uh, once we finish this interview. You want to share anything uh, with us about the song? Yeah, that song uh, it's one of our favorites for sure. A lot of that got written at Robert Lang Studios. We, uh, we had, like, the basic idea for it and then just kind of came in and let the creativity flow on it. Well, right on, my man. Well, we'll, we'll play that one, and, uh, and, and, and best of luck at Hempfest. Uh, it's been a real pleasure getting to talk to you, and hopefully uh, you guys don't lose your uh, vehicle or anything along the lines, and, <laughs> and you can make it yeah. here safely. <laughs> right on, my man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. Yeah, uh, th- th- take thanks care, for joining brother. us. Yeah, see you soon. Okay, bye-bye. All right, let's check out Everybody Panic right now. And... Oh, look at that. It works. The machine works. Yes! Again, the song is called No One Gets Out Alive off of their Attack album, which was recorded here in Seattle at Robert Lang Studios. Bouncing our head now once that like rappy part started. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling this. It's it's interesting because the band's called everybody panic. This is not what I expected at all. What were you expecting? Um, fun, jammy, hippie. It's been six days since you stepped on me or whatever. Like I expected <laughs> yeah. something like that. So yeah, because it called everybody panic. So as soon as I heard this, I was like, dude. Heavy, you know, nice. Yeah, this is not what I expected at all. Just because of the name, my my brain associated that name with something more fun. That's my bad because it's everybody panic with an exclamation point. So I should have said <laughs> everybody panic. <laughs> yeah, this is this is dope. Yeah, I like this a lot. It's like big grindy industrial metal. It's cool. Yeah. And they're Friday night at Hemfest, so go see them this Friday on the main stage.
I should have asked them about their experiences touring with Five Finger Death Punch because they've played. Did they go out with them? They went out with them with Godsmack, Deftones. They've played shows with a bunch of other bands as oh, well. That's Power cool. Man Five Thousand, Steel Panther. Lots of cool stuff nice, going on. Man. Yeah, these guys yeah. are uh, well on their way. Excellent. And, Good and, for them, man. Yeah, cool band. And you know? cool guy. I yeah, really like that excellent. guy. Yeah, awesome guy, man. Seems like just a chill dude. I didn't mean to throw him a curveball with it. I've just had some <laughs> random... Like, I remember we were playing the McWilliams stage one year, and this girl in between songs was like, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. And I was on mic, and I'm like, I don't know, honey, he's probably pretty upset with me. <laughs> and at that moment, she fell down, had a seizure, and pissed herself. Wow. And so, good like, job, Glenn. Best yeah. concert ever. Uh, uh, you know, I'm like, did that just happen? And then there was a girl, this Mark laughed. He still brings it up to this day because I called her Stinker Bell because <laughs> she had like these little fairy wings, but she was just a, a mess and she was dirty and it was just bad. And she yeah. came up and was blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Stinker Bell, give me a break, honey. I'm tired. And <laughs> yeah. Mark was like, what did you just say? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, That's like, amazing. Yeah, I just kind of said under my breath, I was like, Stinker Bell, give me a break, honey. I'm, I'm tired. You know, just, just please. I can't, I I can't, I can't today, handle man. this right no, now. Not right now, man. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. But yeah, I called her Stinker Bell because she had little fairy wings on. <laughs> it's funny that you brought up the whole pregnant thing, too, because when oh. I was at uh, Summer Meltdown, which is this big festival it's like a camping music in Darrington I went there with um with the Ted Smith and it's I mean complete just like you're off the grid your cell phone doesn't work in this area or it barely works you got to go like stand on top of the RV stick your foot up in the air and hold maybe the pie pan with some yeah. aluminum foil and, and hope yeah, yeah you gotta yeah. wear the aluminum foil hat all that so so it, it, but I, I can't put it into words how awesome that was to be able to just leave society for a weekend. It was, although weird because when I came back, then I heard about all the awful news that was happening in Virginia. Yeah. But one of the great things about being at this campsite for me, the cell phones didn't work. So yeah. you had, you didn't have instant, instant access to news, instant access to social media. All you had was what was around you. And it was something really refreshing about Sounds that. Like great. That. You had no, no one was buried in their cell phone, not paying attention to each other. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're all at a campsite and we're drinking and we're eating and we're all having face-to-face communications. And it was like, wow, this is what it used to be like. This is yeah. pretty cool. Like we didn't have to worry about somebody that's in their own little world. Like at times it was frustrating because I'm like, I really want to listen to Dr. Dre right now. Like that was, <laughs> or Biggie Smalls, one of our buddies, like I just want to listen to Biggie. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll pull it up on my phone with my Bluetooth speaker. And I'm like. I can't. I have no cell service. So I had to get on top of the ceiling and put out my foot and, <laughs> nah, but, and, and, you know, know, and download it really quick. If you're lucky, three of the dudes know all those lyrics and everyone just straight busts into a yeah. hip-hop tune. I've, was, I've had that happen at parties and it's incredible. But it was so nice not having to be married to our cell phones. Nobody yeah. had their phones with them anywhere. And also it helped that everywhere we were going, you were wearing almost nothing because it was so hot. So I'm just wearing swim trunks <laughs> and yeah. a tank top, and I got no pockets. No way to, no way to carry a phone, man. right? You and don't I, need that to have fun. I try to put it in a certain place, but apparently it was a little too big. Yeah, you get phone. sweaty, it slides right off, <laughs> man. Gross! <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, man, but uh, the, the summer month, I'm sure I'll talk more with D. Ted Smith on uh, the, the Megacast, Megacast. because... Uh, 
you know, him and I were there. Uh, but um, Glenn and I, we got to enjoy some time together uh, last week at the Metallica show. Yeah, yeah, that was that was great. Thanks again, man, for uh, for he was my me, plus one. Giving me the call, oh, he, my hot he, date. He hit me up the morning of. Was like, you still down for Metallica? And it's funny because Ryan had hit me up a few days before, and I'm like, man, Steve had mentioned, but I don't. I'm not that guy. I don't want to harp. He might have someone else or whatever that he's going with. And which is, Steve set me up, man. You which know. is funny. It's funny you bring this up. This is a good story. So we'll talk about Metallica in a second. But I'm at that radio. I'm at that. Summer Meltdown Festival, right? I'm at the river. There's a nice river in, 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 in the Darrington area, and we're all there, and you're just, you're just really enjoying nature. You're chilling out. You're talking. You're dipping yourself in the water. Uh, our crew, we had a giant inflatable golden swan, which felt like we were like <laughs> the leaders. That's fantastic. And that is fantastic. And the guy that was on it, he just, he was so wasted. He's just like kind of like hanging over it, and just like, he just looked like like the the drunk Angry, not angry, but the the drunk leader of this weird crew. It sounds like the parade float from hell. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was it's like the Wonka version a of it. Golden Swan with some drunk dude dangling yeah. off of it. Like another group of people, they had a giant rubber ducky inflatable with sunglasses on. I'm like, that's cool, but it's not a Golden Swan. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Golden Swan. So we're hanging out. All of a sudden, this guy comes up to me. He's like, Steve. I'm like, uh oh, it's my old. Housemate that I lived with when I first moved out here. How long no did it take? Kidding. Did he have to tell you, "Hey, it's me, this guy," or did you finally I did it click? Didn't click. <laughs> but then again, I wasn't in. I wasn't on this planet at that moment, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, I was right. gone. And he's walking towards me, and I'm like, "Is it a listener? Is it this person?" Yeah, right. And then he says, "Hey, it's me, your old housemate." And then it triggered right away. I was like, "Oh my gosh, mind you, I haven't seen him for like 17 we years." We buried that body. How have you been? <laughs> but remember, I tell those stories of living in a basement of a house yeah, in Walling yeah. that was shorter than you. Yes, he was my. He was the other guy who was shorter than the basement yeah, ceiling. He was taller than the basement ceiling as well. <laughs> we both lived in the basement. So we're talking. And it was really cool. But it's funny how like you didn't want to impose uh, Metallica tickets, right? I haven't seen this guy in 17 years. Within five minutes, the conversation went from, how's everything going? Hey, so I saw Primus is coming to town on Tuesday. Any chance you, you can have a hookup? No he did way. that in person? Yeah. I mean, I get those every once in a while, like on a Facebook message, especially awesome. since like last week was my 20-year uh, yeah. high school reunion. There have been a couple of those guys who have come through on that, and it's just like... Come on. And you didn't even bring it up. No. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, if you, if you didn't bring it up or Steve didn't bring it up, it's like, wow. It was it was kind of like, know. wow. We That was rather, <laughs> like, you went from zero to 100 yeah, real quick. I need to take a shower after you know this, You know what the best man? part is? is really, like. I haven't listened to this yet, but I gave him my number because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll try. He's a good he's a good dude. But, I mean, obviously, he was, like, also probably in a different state of mind and just right, thought, right. I want to go to Primus. He left me a voicemail while I was standing next to him at the river. And I forgot until right now. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. I audio. haven't listened to this yet. Be ready to beep, Rev. I have no <laughs> idea what we're about to listen to, but uh, let's just please understand that neither one of us was probably in very good shape. I love this. All I right. can't wait. All right, let's see if this works. Calling you from five from five for calling you from five feet away from you. Calling your phone. If yep. there's any way you come across a, a spare ticket or two for Primus uh, at the at Marymore Park, I would he love to hear about it. Sober Thanks, and man. focused to me, man. <laughs> Yeah. He sounds pretty focused. I remember a longer conversation. Hey, Steve, can I borrow your car? Oh, by the way, Primus is coming to town. 
<laughs> you know what it was? We were having this full conversation, oh. and he was messing with us because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm still leaving this message. And he had his phone to his ear. This was like a 10-minute conversation. Um, again, I was not in a very good state of mind. You were having fun. I was having a great time. Wait, wait. But this I, is the one guy that held, had cell service out of that whole community of yeah, loving, he caring people. He had cell service, and he used it to try and solicit Primus tickets. Well, I mean... You know what it was? He had an old school flip phone. I bet the old school flip phone still oh, works. Hardcore. Oh yeah, he's, hardcore. He's, he's got a matching tumor for that. The tumor <laughs> literally says it says Nokia when you open up his skull. You know? Yeah. That's so funny. This whole time, I mean, I remember him leaving a long voicemail once I remembered. I mean, we were talking and talking, and his phone either he hung up or he must have hung up, but he pretended that he was still talking. That is weird. It was very weird. Like, I wish I could go back in time. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't. <laughs> there are some weird movies. Well, anyways, that, was, that went like a wet fart. Um, what do we do our voicemails, our emails, and our text messages? Here's here's the bad confessional. I'm pretty sure I ran into Ziggy before Metallica. I was rushing from the far end of you know the stadium all uh-huh. the way down to where you guys were, and was really trying to hustle so I wouldn't miss you. Right. And I got accosted by a few people on my way. I'm like, I'm very sorry. I got to roll. I got to bounce. And when I met Ziggy, I was tore up. He was really tore up. I'm 99% sure it was Ziggy. And something had happened where I think his tickets, they went to get in and they said, these aren't real tickets. And he said, are you kidding me? They purchased them and mailed them. And and the thing that's eating me, though, is I only met him once, you know, outside the show box. I was tore up and he was tore up. Pretty sure it was Ziggy. But I can't remember. And I was just like, bro, I'm sorry. I got to run. I love you. I'm like, it'll work out, man. I got to go. And then I I took off running to meet you guys. But um, Ziggy, if that was you, bro. I love you, and, and confirm that, because now I'll memorize your face, because I saw it sober. Well, it's funny, because uh, my computer just died. I, 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 so oh, I, no! But luckily, I have the voicemails on oh, my phone. Way to go, dude. And, um, Let me make sure that will work. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm going to pull it up. I believe this one is from Ziggy. Uh, this is primarily for Glenn. Glenn, good running into you at the at the fucking. Oh, I'm hey, so sorry, Rev. Ziggy, you jerk. Um, Rev, I'll buy you dinner. I'm sure. Uh, at the uh, at the the Horkin Talica show. I knew it. I knew it was um, him. Cool. Oh, thank Glenn, you. Glenn, I got in. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it turns out the ticket I got was reprinted by the people who printed the ticket. So I had to prove that we actually bought a ticket, and uh, they printed me a new ticket. Turns out. I actually had a 50-50 chance with that one. My wife, on the other hand, got the ticket that was, like, good. But then uh, uh, when we got there, like, we're, we're rocking out. And during Halo on Fire, my wife goes, goes, goes to get more beverage. And then I will let her tell this story. More beverage. Whoa. So I'm standing in line to get a beer. And this girl keeps, like, looking at me. And suddenly she's like, hey, uh, you have nice boobs. You want a beer? I'm like, okay. So sh- that happens to me all the time. Me too. Somebody sees my boobs <laughs> and you're like, too. you need a beer. I'm kind of bummed about it. I need to do more push-ups, but me you too. You need a beer. <laughs> she hands me this full beer, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. She's like, not this one. No, 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 this, this other one. She hands me this other one. 
She's like, this one's probably not roofied. I'm like, okay, great. Probably. And then she's like, yeah, uh, we're we're on shrooms right now. It's our first time. And her and her man are just like kind of looking a little crazy. I'm like, great. Now I got a free beer. And that's how we got a free beer. <laughs> Peace. Thanks. Fantastic. It was nice to hear the... the uh, Mrs. Ziggy? Yeah, we don't have her name, so, you know, wife of Ziggy. Mrs. It, Ziggy has the same kind of vibe as Mr. Ziggy. Mrs. Z. Yeah, yeah I like match it. I like it. in heaven. Well, I'm, I'm stoked because I saw the face. I'm like, that's Ziggy. I know that's Ziggy, but I couldn't... Rem- I, I wasn't sure. If I'd been like, Ziggy, man, how you been? And the guy would have went blank face like, uh, dude, I'm Carl. Remember, you helped me with my taxes. I'd be like, ah. I met a guy named Carl uh, this uh, on Friday. Was it your putty tat? No, not my cat. He did. Uh, it was funny. No, at, at Safeway, we're getting some, uh, uh, doing a little grocery shopping. Okay. And the guy was, it was the funniest thing because it was that they, they don't necessarily know for sure if it's you. So he spent like, we were, he was right behind me in line and he spent like five minutes like looking me up on Facebook. Oh, nice. And then just kind of <laughs> threw out, love the show, man. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Hey, what's going on? And then we started talking because he wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Because in Tacoma, fat guy with beard means like anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could be a bartender, exactly. could be a guy working at Nordstrom's. You never know. Yeah, but Carl was awesome. So if he's listening, shout out to Carl. Did Carl ask you for Primus tickets? No, he didn't. He didn't ask for anything. Like, it was great. He just wanted to say hello. He hi. just wanted to say hello. That's, That's a sweet cool. man. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Ziggy, bro, it was good running into you. Well, Ziggy left us another voicemail. Uh oh. And I believe that he was a little drunker in this one. All right, let's see. Get the bleeps ready. Yeah, you might want to. Here we go. Playing off the phone sucks. <laughs> He's just thumbing away at his little I'm green box. the damn box. play button. Click <laughs> it. Click it. Play with it. Yeah. Tease it a little. Blow on it first, Steve. <laughs> Come on, play the freaking thing. Almost like you were going to switch. If you take a, a, a like an almost dead nine volt battery and just gently rub that across your moistened phone, I hear you'll get a remarkable response. I don't know what to do at this point. I don't know. Okay, Mega's cast. Hangover Diaries, Volume One. Oh, he's hungover. This is Ziggy. He sounds still drunk. I'm so sorry again for swearing, but I'm a bad boy. It's genuine. (laughs) It is. It was. It was real cool to uh, run into you, uh, Glenn, and uh, I also ran into Wyatt. I don't remember saying that, but Wyatt didn't bring my dicks. Cheese hamburgers, <laughs> and he's he's lovely. Uh-oh. Is that all of the voicemail? Yeah, that's it. Okay, I, did have, I have an, I had an I awesome uh, post Metallica pedal cab ride with Wyatt and his lovely wife. Um, where really the three of us sort of didn't fit, so I kind of hung off the side of the cab. We went a couple blocks down. It was, uh, it was the bicycle rad. cabs. Yeah, man, those are fun. Yeah, those was the guy playing frightening? The guy was playing Danzig's mother. Or he was playing Danzig, uh, I think, How the Gods Kill. Our, our uh, guy was playing Metallica nice. and something else. Can't remember what else cool. he played. But. I saw one uh, when we were leaving from the last time we went to uh, Safeco Field for the Mariners game. Uh, there was a guy dressed up like Captain America. And we were parked too close, but Michelle really, really, really wanted you a ride on to that. to get a ride from no, Captain America. He had, he had the suit with like the fake muscles like and everything. Oh, it I looked a, fantastic. I got a picture with that guy. I rolled Did up and was like, hey, man, can I get a photo? And he's like, uh, yeah, but basically he went real... Boom, straight into business mode. He's like, uh, yeah, if you're not getting a ride, photos are a buck. 
I, I, yeah. And I was like, that. he Luferigno'd you. All right, man. Yeah, and so I, I gave him a dollar just to get a stupid photo with the guy in a bad looking Captain America. So now every time Worth I see it. him, I'm, I'm bitter about it. I saw him ride by. I was like, I know that guy. Well, you can't just get things for free, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, come on, Glenn. I mean, this guy's trying to make a living, and that's part of his living. And there you are just wanting free pictures. I'm just saying, I think that suit looks flammable, and I could sort him out. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rev mentioned this one time at Comic Con. Um, we were there covering it, and I wanted to do a, a, a quick interview with Lou Ferrigno. I was like, "Oh, this would be awesome." He's like, oh, "I got no time." I'm like, "Okay, fine." I'm like, "Well, can I at least get a picture so we can put it up on our website? That'd be awesome." He goes, "Yeah, you, if you want a picture, you got to pay like fifty dollars." I'm like, uh, "I'm cool then. Never mind." <laughs> like, it was like, dude. Just trying to help hey, look, promote man, you. People aren't exactly booking me these days, so I, the, you know. The right. funniest thing with Lou too is you can make that story, and if you like post that story on Facebook and you leave out his name, everyone will be. I bet it was Lou Ferrigno because oh, that's what he does. That. He will not. There's no freebies in Pictureville when it comes to Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. So well, even if he's can't even get if he's, a gig, he doesn't want to end up like me, like delivering dominoes. So he's like, yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll wasn't take. Was he on King of Queens? I don't know. Yeah, he, I think was. he was. That yeah. was like a really long time ago. I yeah, never watched I that I can, show, but they yeah. had that adorable little brunette. Leah Remini? Yeah. Yeah. She's the wife, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah. She came, she's back uh, in the new one. They dumped uh, whatever his wife is going to be, and now it's going to be uh, Leah Remini back. On Kevin Can Wait? Can't yeah. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I don't, I don't You're missing out on all this fun television, man. Of, yeah, I am. Clearly. Let's check out another voicemail. <laughs> well, hopefully if it works. Yeah. Let's see. Um, we, could, we could talk Game of Thrones, though. Oh God, we can. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could. Steve would just zone I out gotta, completely. Gotta love that, oh, uh, sorry, you guys can't. We got a. But uh, hey, got guys, talking now. I uh, I had a cool story about the last episode you guys just had when Steve was talking about that uh, benefit show um, that K Rock put on. I was actually. Oh, that's the the show that led oh, to Alice yeah. and Chains getting back together as a band. When oh. we had the Jar of Flies guys in, I shared the story of how when the tsunamis hit. My old station was trying to figure out a way to make money for. I was at that show, right? And yeah. and that was that was the catalyst to getting Allison Chains back together. Yeah, was that show. So he has a story about that. So let's uh, get back to it. Was to go to that, but they initially were selling tickets as all ages. I'm 28 now, so back then I think it was 2005. So I was like 16 or oh 15 or something. Thanks for making me feel <laughs> old. And he my means mom was last such week. a big fan of the Seattle scene, and so was I. So she bought these tickets and was going to take me, and we got to the premiere, and they had, you know, all or 21 and up only and all that. And so the the chick that put it on, Steve, I don't know, you might know who that is. Um, she, uh, she, you know, she apologized a bunch, you know, saying sorry. You know, they started releasing tickets without putting the 21 and up thing on it. Oh. And so she said, that. well, give me your address and we'll make it right. I think she refunded us there. I'm not sure. I think my mom said, you know, keep it since it was a benefit. That's um, nice. But like after a couple of weeks, um, we got this thing in the mail, Bummer, a though. big poster tube. Right. And what she had done was take a poster from the show, you know, with, it was, it's a really cool poster. I'll take a picture of it and email it to you guys. Um, Steve, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, but she took the poster and had uh, everybody sign it. I've oh, got that's cool. Nancy Wilson, Sean Kenny, um, you know, uh, Jerry Cantrell, uh, Mike Ibez. I've got all these guys. Um, Wes Scantlin, which is one of my favorites. I think that's pretty funny that 
that he signed that on with all these other guys. But anyway, <laughs> he was a part of the show. He, he sang at that show. That's so inadvertently mean. To <laughs> <laughs> make a long story short, I ended up not being able to go to the show, but I have like this one of my most prized possessions that's ever. That's really cool that, that, that promoter did that for him. Yeah, that's awesome. It. I think that was um, Lisa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, love the show, guys. Uh, Viva the pumpkin butt, and I'll talk ah, to you later. Oh, boom. Look at that. Nice story, and ends with pumpkin butt. Right. <laughs> I think I know the poster you're talking about. I had one of those. Is that Lisa Wood that was responsible for that? No, or? this is uh, back in the character days. It was Lisa Adams, I believe. She was like our promotions director, and I wouldn't be surprised. She was a sweetheart of a woman. I wouldn't be surprised if she made it a point oh, to do that. super bad, yeah. Yeah, because that sucks. If, if for a, a glitch on the tickets. On the tickets. On the tickets. Led to him thinking he could go to the show and then you get denied when you show up. Yeah, that's a drag. Oh, that that's a heartbreaker. Been... Yeah. I don't right. think I've ever had something like that. That would just wreck me, especially as a kid. Yeah. Like You're getting to see a, a reformed Alice in Chains. Like, that's a huge night. If I'm the mom, I leave him outside. <laughs> like here's twenty bucks. Rude. If I, if I have to, here's twenty bucks. You, 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 you can get, pull a three ten to Yuma on him. Just hand him a Bible and leave him at the bus station. <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. Be like, look, when I come back, if Got you're mine. still here and you're fine, you'll get sixty more dollars. This yeah. is, I don't know. I'll be inside. Yeah, I'm gonna go Peace. enjoy Alice in Chains. I'm gonna be a bad parent. <laughs> Fend for yourself. It's downtown Seattle or Soto area. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's stuff you can do. Okay, ish. Go play on the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. okay, ish. Go play with the random people in the streets. <laughs> Go to the strip club. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Go talk think, to the bums. Learn a trade. The strip, strip club wasn't even there back. That's then. a good point. You could wander around the uh, the uh, the kingdom. Fine. Here's forty dollars. <laughs> Take a cab to a strip club. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> They're not gonna let me in there either. Life is full of disappointment. This is a character building exercise. Move on. <laughs> Hey, we got a, a, an email. Uh, the makes guest at gmail.com says, I went to the Wyatt only in the record show. This is from a while ago. We haven't done one in this email in a while. Uh, my mind was blown at Studio 7. Most of the bands were amazing, and the records played one of the most powerful sets I've seen in a few years. I wanted to share with Glenn that I had a 20 minute conversation with Wyatt outside the show about you and how important you are to the music scene. Oh, that's cool. I've never heard a musician speak so highly of another musician. That guy adores you and helped me learn more about you and the great things that you do for young bands. The camaraderie and teamwork in the current era of music is incredible. Keep doing what you do, and please keep the more musical theme going on the podcast. The Behind the Music vibe has given a new life to the podcast. Keep it weird from Robert. Oh, wow. Cool. Thanks. That's very thanks, cool. Thanks, man. And thanks, Wyatt. Love you too, buddy. He lied. Yeah. I know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that show, actually. I um, had a kind of a, I don't want to derail the show. I'll tell the story next time. No, go time. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just had a, a crazy vehicular thing happen as I was racing to get to that show. Maybe so, you shouldn't drive. Maybe you should get yourself a nice uh, Kia or a Hyundai Dude, or, you know? No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. I, I, I've been working like a lot, a lot uh-huh. of random shifts and long shifts. We've got one guy on vacation and then my, my company owners had some, some family issues. Actually, his mom just passed away. So I've just Ooh. been really, really covering too much and so the day of that show one of the first bands is stoic fb um which ryan carney their their guitar player he had he'd gotten out of music for a long time and he'd sold off some of his guitars had some other ones i think stolen but he didn't have any instruments and we were talking at, at one point and i was like well dude you know so he had he had no gear and he wanted to get started playing again and mm-hmm. i was th- thought very highly of him so i took him down to gibson and introduced him to my nr rep and i got him set up with gibson so he could borrow guitars right on so he could get started playing again you know 
Well, so this is my first chance to see, you know, him um, and see him fronting his band again, Stoic FB. They've been back around for a minute. They, they were just killer, but they were the first band of the night. So I really wanted to get down there. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Canlis, the fancy restaurant. Ooh. So I'm in, I'm in my, my dress blacks and I've got a change of clothes with me and I, I took my car. So I pull up in the 66 Pontiac and the guys, the valets come out and they're like, man, nice car. And immediately I'm like, valets. Here comes Ferris Bueller. And yeah, now, it's just, it's just, man, you know. And I thought about, okay, dude, do me a favor. The time is kind of advanced, so I get better gas mileage. So please shut it off in gear and then put it in park. And straight up and down is off, not all the way to the left. I mean, the key goes in the dash, it's not even on the column. I thought about giving the guy the whole play-by-play. Normally with valleys, I'm like, hey, man, look, I'll tip you. Just let me park it myself. Yeah. But I thought, give him the benefit of the doubt. So. Hey, oh guys, boy. what's up? Man, this thing is awesome. Yep. Yeah. Hey, man, once I get it painted, yep. Yeah. Oh, God, the interior, yep. Just redid the interior, blah, blah, blah. And loving the car. Wow. Now I got three valets. Dude, awesome hot rod. Thank you. In I go. I deal with the client. I'm back out. My car was actually still sort of parked right in the front area. I get in, and the key was in the accessory position. <sighs> so it's been in the accessory position for about an hour. Um, I go to turn it over. It's turning over, but it won't fire. Uh, the, the guys are like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. It's an old car. I understand. Yeah. It's totally fine. Pop the hood, air cleaner off. I've actually, I'm the kind of guy that has a can of ether in the trunk. So we're shooting ether in the carburetor. It won't it's fire. It's you huff it when you're not driving. I, yeah. I like to huff it before yeah. I drive yeah. and when I arrive wherever I'm going. I mean, it's just <laughs> great with French fries and a frosty. <laughs> just run way. that out there. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I'm like, dude, it's an undervolt, I guarantee. And, and I'm like, I'm only seeing about 10.5 on the gauge. I'm going to need to see 13 plus probably to have this thing turn over. And he's like, no, it's cranking fine. I'm like, trust me. So he brings out his little portable, portable jet battery jumper and hit the key. Van, car starts right up. I'm like, guys, thanks so much. Again, big apologies. Don't worry about it. It's all good. It's an old car. I understand. Shut the hood, air cleaner back on. And I hit the road. Pew. I drive across the jumpers bridge. I get down through that area north of where the tunnel's going to emerge. And now I'm on the viaduct and I smell something burning. I'm like, man, I, I smell something burning. I'm like, dude, it's it's a nice day. I've got all the windows down. I'm enjoying the hard top feature of the hot rod. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, it's just the smell of the city. I'm continuing to drive. Nah, man, I smell fire. I'm looking at all my gauges. Oh, Everything's geez. cool. Everything's cool. My, and the car's running good. It feels good. Cool as Fonzie. I smell fire. It's got to be the city. And finally, I'm almost to the end of the viaduct, and I look, and there is white smoke pouring out the back of my vehicle. Oh, no. And I'm like, ooh, spy hunter. This car is on fire. Oh, total. <laughs> oh, yeah, spy hunter all the way. And I'm like, my car's on fire. So I get off the dog leg at the end of the viaduct. I pull in behind these warehouses. Oh, I pop out. I go out. I open the hood. Everything's perfect. Everything's groovy. But I know the car is on fire. So I go around, I open the trunk. When I open the trunk, it was like, poof. I mean, smoke poured out of the trunk. I'm like, okay, I've got to have a dead short somewhere. It's laying up against a shop towel or something. My trunk is on fire. So I'm, I'm still in my dress clothes for work because I was a canless. I'm now crawling inside my trunk trying to figure out where the car is on fire. Can't figure it out. It's not on fire. So I crawl out of my trunk and I walk around the passenger side of the car and the passenger side rear wheel literally is just pouring smoke. Hot wheels. And that's when it hit me. Hot wheels. Those guys put on the goddamn parking brake. <laughs> oh, no. 
I, you now, never noticed. That is an all drum car. It's all drum brakes, oh, no yeah. discs. So I felt no drag. I felt no resistance. The car felt beautiful. And I don't use that thing because the parking cog in that transmission is huge. I could park it on a cliff. It's not going anywhere. I don't use the parking brake for anything. Oh, no. But um, it's not their car. They're going to use all of the same right things. Exactly. Right. Yep. They're probably told, there's your checklist. Do all this. Yep. Dude, I sat there for, t- oh. for 20 minutes just letting it cool off. I put my the back of my hand down against my mag wheel. That thing was hotter than the sun. It just sm- I did that once to uh, uh, oh my, my god uh, my little Ford whatever the little itty bitty hatchback things. And I remember I'm just like driving around. I was like, what is that smell? And I looked down because it was a, it was a manual. And I'm like, oh damn. And with that, like not like it, my brakes don't or like the gears don't have any way to stop it. You know, it's it's a it's a manual, so it didn't have anything like that. So I had to park it. I had to yeah, park you put it, it in gear first and all put the brake the time. On. Yeah. yeah. Oh man! Yeah, it's like the the dumbest feeling in the world. I mean, but the, you didn't even like you couldn't even like I, be like, oh, I had a brain fart. It wasn't something you ever used. That pedal probably was last Brutal. stepped on five years ago before wow. I bought the car. <laughs> oh, I don't man. use that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, and no exaggeration. There was a pillar of white smoke coming off that wheel, fifteen feet high. And I just stood there for about 20 minutes. I went ahead and changed clothes. Brakes are fine. I mean, I'm going to be doing my fronts again sometime soon anyway, but I guarantee you, I mean, I'm going to be doing my backs now, too. I might, <laughs> yeah, even, right. might, even, have, might even have to replace that drum because, I mean, dude, I've never seen anything like that ever. I did not know that was possible. Dude, I just remember one time when my band was on tour and we were doing that and we were in my old minivan. I had a minivan and I, I was like, oh, I'm going to take a nap, get in the car, close my eyes. And as I'm driving, as my bandmates driving i'm hearing i'm like (laughs) so i open up my eyes i'm like hey man what's going on he's like i don't know man something's up with your car it's not going very fast (laughs) (laughs) this is like maybe you've been driving for about five or six minutes and i'm like what i was driving fine when i drove it like what did and i'm like what in the hell and i look and the 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 emergency brake is up and i'm like man get down i'm like dude Turn the brake off. Turn the e-brake off. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. The worst. Oh, dude. I, oh. Wanted to, I wanted to choke him. I was like, you didn't think of it? You're the one who parked it well, and, honestly, and it, put the e-brake when on. When it's got the handle between the seats that you pull up, yeah. to not catch that, that's, I yeah. mean. That's, mine, mine was that's the handle. A, I had no excuse. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> this was right where you should, you, 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 know, the, you know, right between the two like seats. Pestle, it's, it's almost like something's holding me back. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, maybe the break, dummy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm like, and at no point you thought maybe you should wake me. Like I had to hear that. <laughs> no, this is completely normal. Just tearing That's up the, your rotors. <laughs> That's the same tour that our tra- the transmission went blue. Oh god. We had to bring it to some really kind of like random, kind of shoddy looking mechanic in it's Hollywood. Like vacation. How much oh. is going to cost me? How much you got? Dude, it was about two thousand dollars. Oh, right? yep. we we paid the last couple dollars in quarters and pennies because we used all of our money. Dude, well, three of us paid. The one guy who said, "Well, it's not my car. I shouldn't have to pay," is the same guy that drove my car with the emergency brake on. And wow. I didn't speak to him for the rest of the tour. Yeah, I was like. I'm done with you, man. You're, you're in the ba- you're friend. in the band. You're riding in this vehicle, right? Pony up, homie. Right. This we're using my vehicle so that we don't have to collectively chip in to buy or rent a van. Yeah, I bought this van it's for that not purpose. Not my van. 
Oh, dude, I was so mad. I was like, you cheap yeah, mother effer. that guy, Like, dude. the three of us are pulling out nickels and dimes and quarters to pay off this $2,000. And I give them, I, I paid most of it, which is fine. Not really. I, I'm trying to make it feel better. <laughs> I don't. Four members, right. that's 500 a piece. I mean, right. or it comes out of the tour revenues no, or whatever. I don't know. $1,000 on my end and 500 <sighs> a piece on the other two members and around that. Do that other guy. How much longer rock, was that guy in walking. the band? He was in the band for all pretty much the whole time. So you didn't fire him after that? Like, dude, um No. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> I, I didn't talk to him again. I was very upset with the Yeah, guy. that's like, it, it really honestly uncool. And around about way like you effed my wife uncool. Right. Like that that changed my relationship with him forever. Yeah. Like, I mean, still to this day, anytime that guy. when we would get back together and try and like do the band thing, I still look at him as you cheap mother effer. Like dude, you cheat mother he does I don't know anything, anything, and right? I'm mad yeah. at him. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, oh, you're not going to tip the delivery guy. Of course you won't. Yeah, you cheat mother effer. You're the same kind of guy that wouldn't help a man whose band van broke down and chipped in at least a hundred dollars. Oh man, not even a hundred dollars. Oh, I was pissed. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Yeah, that, that, there's reasons why that band's no longer a yeah, band. F that guy, dude. <laughs> F that guy. That's really not cool. That's not right. cool, you guys. Dude, one of the funnier moments during uh, the summer meltdown thing, too, is just because everybody's on a different stratosphere. Sometimes people are just dancing, and there's no music. <laughs> it was one of my favorite things. You're not confusing dancing with an epileptic fit, are you? No, they're just walking around and doing their dance moves. I've had twitches like that before. Yeah, me too. Although these guys were dancing. I call it a piss shiver, you know. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, I had those two, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone just walked over my grave, or yeah, exactly. I just took the brown LSD. I don't know what's going on here. Exactly. It was awesome, dude. But uh, that was a, it was a great it was a great experience. Like nice. I said, to be off the grid. To, to anyone who ever wants to like just kind of dis- disconnect from the world, yeah, go to Summer Meltdown. That's cool. I ran into one guy who was a listener at like two in the morning at one of the, the, the there was like all these different stages too, and one of the guys there was a stage called the Forest Stage, which was my favorite because it was in the woods. Like they had the main Sounds stage, right, yeah. you're like performing on that little uh, you know like a third level of the uh, little Ewok city in, in Andor, you know, <laughs> bro. You know, Pretty much. Steve's all, he comes back, he's all, yup, yup, brother. <laughs> so there was the main stage. Then there was um, the, the beer garden stage, which was where the whalers played. Then there was the late night stage, which was where all the EDM stuff was going on, Ooh. which was funny, too, because our campsite was next door to the late night stage. So going to bed at a reasonable time, Just, impossible. Yeah, not going to happen. Because you're surrounded by EDM and the most amazing laser light show. Like they had the most, honestly, at night. You felt like you were in a futuristic apocalypse. Like oh. it was just lasers everywhere and all this smoke. And it was really like a great visual to check out. But one of my favorite parts about that one was hanging out, like, and I'm just sitting at the campsite. And one, you know, everyone's always like on the mic going, This is amazing. Like, thanks for coming out. You're all beautiful. And then this one EDM guy's like going on a long speech about the next song. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, shut the f up and just play the song. That's what I was saying to you. Like, this song took me a lot of time to write. It comes from my heart. I really, I'd gone through a rough time, and I poured myself. Let me press the button. It's like that was what it was. He goes, I wrote this song, and he had a whole spiel about like something happening. All right, let's get into. You guys ready? Yeah. I don't even know if there were vocals. Like I'm not <laughs> he even press sure. the button and goes and uh, take a smoke break. I'm like, what? A speech about? Can I just get on a stage and make a speech before I go into a, a That's juice like a harp spinal jam? tap thing? It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? It's three in the morning. 
He's probably just as wasted as everybody else. Oh, yeah. He just felt in the moment he was going to share it, and he did. But I was like, (laughs) 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 but my favorite was then we would go to this place called the Forest Stage, and it was like the Forest Stage was unlike anything else because you walk through the woods, and they set up a stage where it was surrounded by all these huge trees, and they lit it so that it was very like. Were there like booby traps and punji sticks? <laughs> yes, or? it was like it's not Vietnam, dude. Oh, damn! I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was. It was just like. Oh, Vietnam. sorry Dang. about that. Uh, I but stand it was, corrected. That's why no one's seen Ted yet this week. <laughs> if you check out my blog, I posted a picture of it on my blog. Just go to the blog that was titled "Summer Meltdown" from Monday. It's Ted in a tiger cage. It's Ted in a tiger cage, <laughs> dude. The stage was unreal because it was like so well lit. All these trees. It looked fake. Like it looked like you were looking at somebody like made like a movie prop. That's cool. And it was That's cool, dude. I would love to play. And the acoustics were amazing in there. And obviously everybody was losing wow. their minds, dancing and having a good time. Some people were playing in the dirt. Some it jerk was, threw a bag of snakes into the audience. Yep, yep. And everyone's just like, "Oh, sweet bracelets! <laughs> Why am I covered in snakes? These don't glow. This is weird. Why are they biting me? It's always been one of those rich guy fantasies of mine, just to find like a wave pool in the summer, you know, where everyone's doing the thing in the giant communal pool, and then just hover like you know ominously in a helicopter above it for some time, just yeah. enough time for people to be like, "Why is that?" helicopter hovering like right there <laughs> pretty much immediately and then just drop like six bags of snakes into the pool yeah. and watch snakes. why has it got to be snakes you ever seen snakes in water yeah it's creepy exactly so like oh, six right. bags of snakes and a bunch of vacationing families not poisonous dude we saw a snake i just want to the- watch from above as that transpires agent of chaos that's my Glenn art Cannon. dude no, that's my art you would have loved being at the river with us on saturday <laughs> because a snake was in the in the water and man, it was fun watching people lose their minds. Not feeling it. This little garden snake, as it was yeah. going, all of a sudden you see people freaking nobody. out. Yeah. But we were all like, oh man, cute little snake. The snake comes out of the water and it's like kind of working its way through the rocks. And then this group of people were like leaving the beach and they almost stepped on it. And you know exactly where it is because everyone's freaking out. All of us go, stop! And they're like, <laughs> they're like, why? There's a snake! Don't step on it! And they're all like... What? And then they see it and they scream and run. It was great. Yeah, Michelle I mean, will freak out. Like there'll be like a little little garden snake uh, while yeah. she's like weed whacking or gardening or something, and not even bothering her, just slithering on by. And I will hear the scream from inside the house because it just freaks. Like it's it's just the way they move is creepy to her, yeah. and just all just everything about a snake creeps. That's her like out. Sid. Sid's the same way, man. The best was one time we were walking around our development, and she thought she saw a snake, and she started screaming bloody murder, and it turned out it was just a little toy snake, like one of those little. <laughs> rubber ones. Oh, Some kid left it outside. My you know? grandpa was the same way. I'm just like... I mean, my thing is, you just avoid, I mean, it, depending, you know, it could be poisonous, but those are usually pretty easy to, to identify. But, um, you know, you see a big black snake, it's like, oh, you're over there, I'm over here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I don't snake. have the snake thing. I mean, even, and even spiders anymore, as I've gotten older, it's like, man, I don't like them. I don't like it when they're on me. Yeah, I had one fall out of a bath towel the other day, and I'm like, great, now I have to shake. I thought, you know, or the other day at work, I was literally crawling through shrubs, and there was this gorgeous web, and this guy was fat. He was the size of my thumb, and I'm like, ah, oh, man. And I had to go through there. Mm-hmm. So I took a mic stand and kind of broke up the web, and the whole time I'm like, dude, this is such a drag. You know, like, I'm, I'm, if this was in my bathroom, you're already dead, but I'm in your territory. I'm right. in your place. Let him be. So I kind of moved him out of the way, and I'm like, yeah, man, not only is that guy big fat boy, like the size of my thumb, man, you know, it's the kind of spider when you're really not feeling it. And it was a half an hour later, I was crawling back through there doing another run of power, and he dropped down into my field of vision. He was so close to my eye, he was out of focus. Ooh. 
and I did the, mm, and I just kind of backed away and kind of, you know, just, I didn't panic and scream and squeal, just, as I've gotten older, I've mellowed with regards to... Creepy crawlies. Yeah, I'm too tired to be upset. Yeah. Just please go away. <laughs> now you just direct your anger you know, at Girl I'm, Scouts. I'm wearing dress clothes. I'm pouring sweat. Please. And, and homeless people please. trying to give you water. Yeah. I don't want your water. Take the spider and leave. <laughs> I'm all yelled out. I yelled at two homeless people trying to t- help my car. Yeah, I already flipped spider. out once this week, man. I've, I've hit my quota. <laughs> yeah, with, with snakes, I even spy, like I only freak out if they're on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if a snake is crawling on me, yeah, I'm going to freak out. But if it's like... 10 feet away from me, that's oh, a snake. I had a phantom wasp in the van this morning. I was just driving along. I looked over and it ghost was- Ghost wasp? Yeah, it was like, yeah, I know, ghost wasp. That's a good band name, I think, <laughs> maybe. But he was like right where the window meets the door. And I'm like, oh, dude. So I roll the window down and the little homie wouldn't leave. So I had to reach over and flick him. Yeah. You know, and then I kind of felt bad. bad yeah, f- don't feel bad about wasps. They're jerks. Well, you see, you guys have seen the photo of me with my face all swollen after that sting. Yeah, yeah. that was amazing. I, I don't I care. Mean, like, if I'm itchy about anything either. these days, it's got to be bees and wasps and stuff. Yeah. Like, you guys can just stay way over there. Oh, if a bee shows up in my car, I will get into a car accident. I, I understand that. I'm though. doing it to I hurt him. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I might die, too. But- as long as the bees, just because I can just imagine you, I can just see it. It's like I am going to plow my jeep into this wall because there's a bee in here, and I got to make sure it's dead. No, Steve's man thinking dies is, trying to kill a bee in his own car by killing himself. If if the Come bee on. is between you and the airbag, it has no chance. Yeah. <laughs> so I get your logic. That's a brilliant. I move. get your logic, man. Yeah, just have it slam. You I'm know? willing to take yeah. a hit. Yeah, you got to take the hit, bro. If, if it gets killed hit. as well. Oh my god. All right, why don't we roll on out of here? <laughs> this has been a very weird podcast. Bag full of snakes in a swimming pool, kids. Come on. If that's not summertime fun, I don't know what is. Don't forget to check out Everybody so Panic. It'd be like a human kaleidoscope from above. It's incredible, man. Everyone, Everybody Scatter. Panic is going to be over at Hempfest on Friday night. So go check out. If you're going to Hempfest, absolutely go check out Everybody Panic. It's going to be a fun show. Also, don't forget on Saturday. Uh, you got the Jar of Flies uh, tribute show. Yeah, more theater. Be at the more theater this Saturday for You're gonna the be Big Lean Staley show. Yeah, Window Pane's going to be performing among a slew of other guests. A lot of cool stuff going on. The Friday night, too, there's a whole Seattle uh, music tribute happening at the Crocodile. So it's a two-day yeah. affair. But they, I believe it would have been Lane's 50th birthday. Yep. That is the big celebration that is at the Moore Theater this Saturday. You definitely want to be there. A lot of local artists really uh, went out of their way to put on an amazing event. I hope you can come support it. Yeah, if you're an Allison Chains fan, why won't you be there, brother? Yeah, brother. <laughs> Bag full of snakes. Bag full of snakes. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get on out of here. Thank you, as always, for listening. Um, Turn your brakes off. Turn your brakes off. And don't accept money from Girl Scouts. Stay positive, too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.